Doug Buchanan of Columbus Business First, and in the latest of our crisis management podcast series, I'm talking to Debbie Penzone, President and CEO of Penzone Salons and Spas. Like other retail businesses in Ohio, Penzone is gearing up to reopen after the coronavirus shutdown, but with some significant changes for customers and clients. We talk about that, plus how they've handled the disruption to their business and their uncertainty over spending their PPP money. Check out that in our following conversation and keep checking back for talks with other Central Ohio business leaders. Deborah, thank you for joining me. Uh, I am here with Debbie Penzone. She is president and CEO of Penzone Salon and Spa and the Royal Rhino Barbershop uh, on 4th, I believe is where that is, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many, many Penzone uh, salons are there? Uh, we have six locations, and then we also have the barbershop and also uh, a yoga studio as well called Lit Life Plus Yoga. That's right. I forgot about that part of it as well. Okay. Well, good. Debbie, I appreciate you uh, joining us today. This is a busy week uh, for you because of the yeah. uh, responsible Restart Ohio plan that you helped develop uh, and made your recommendations to the governor. Do you want to start right there then and, and talk about uh, the little bit of the process and the results uh, that came of that? I was very honored to serve our great state of Ohio, of course, and serve the governor. And also it was an honor for me to serve my industry that I've been a licensed cosmetologist and hairstylist for 33 years. And I still have my license and continue all my education around this industry of cosmetology. So it was an honor to chair. And we had a 30-member uh, committee from all over the state. And it was very diverse from, you know, the single owner operator to the different locations, you know, the salons and spas that were big and small, yep. as well as barbershops. You know, we had a, a one owner operator barbershop, as well as, you know, all sizes of barbershops. And then we also had the schools. So we had some cosmetology schools and barber schools. And then we had braiding salons and also uh, nail salon only. And we had three health commissioners that also served with us. And we were also fortunate that we had a facilitator, a Sierra, that um, facilitated and helped us along the way. Okay. And uh, so you've come to an agreement uh, and we're about to open the doors again on uh, salons and nail salons and, and barbershops. But first off, when are you going to reopen all of your salons? Well, you know, the 15th and 16th, we're going to take a pause those two days and just invite our professionals, our artists, and our, our therapists and stylists into the locations. Okay. And we're going to take those first two days and actually get to, you know, go over the training that they've all been training on Zoom and education right now. But we're going to actually walk through everything with them and take that time for them to feel comfortable yeah. with all of these new procedures. And we're also, we're all about self-care. And we realize that you have to take care of you first before you can give to others. So we're going to actually have those two days that they can practice on each other with all of these new protocols and get their hair done and, <laughs> and be able to feel so confident and so ready on Sunday. So we'll open on that Sunday, the 17th. Okay. And uh, are you already filling up uh, your schedule with appointments? Right now we have everything on pause because of course we are opening with 50% of our capacity. Oh. So with, you know, some of the social distancing that we'll be doing as well, we just felt like, you know, we want to, you know, take our time and we extended our hours. So we're opening up at seven in the morning, oh, taking boy. our last appointment 
some days at 10 at night to be able to extend the hours because we're half staffed, you know, in those locations. So that will be, you know, really important for us to be able to have that time so that everybody can come in. But it's going to be nice because I think having the space mm. and um, opening up the way that we're going to open, it's going to be nice to be able to gradually, you know, come back because, you know, we've been off for eight weeks mm. and our team needs a little bit of that time. We're going to be putting times in between each appointment. So that, you know, that allows them to do all the new cleaning procedures and sanitation and all of that as well. So I feel very confident um, that we're ready, especially in our industry with all of our licensed um, education that we do around sanitation and infectious control already. Strictly on, on, a, on a capacity level then, if, if like physically the setup is 50% capacity, but you're going to extend the hours, like are you ever going to be able to handle the volume that you did pre-shutdown? Oh yes, we're, we're hoping we will. Uh, some of our locations that weren't open on Sunday now will be open on Sunday. Okay. So that's also nice and extending the hours. So we're very fortunate. We really wanted to make sure all of our team, when they come back, yeah. can have all the hours that they need okay. for all of our benefits that we provide. So no one is not getting their hours because of the extension of how long the day will be. And we're going to do them in shifts, which is nice. So we'll have two different schedules that will work one day. Okay. And I think that's very important too. So they'll, um, you know, not have to work a real long day ever because we really want them to take care of themselves and really, you know, ease their way back in right. and have that care for themselves as well. So we'll have two different shifts in one day. Okay. Now I was reading the... So that's something new for us that we've never done. Right. So I was reading the, the document, the Responsible Restart Ohio document. There was obviously a, a long list of mandatory things. There was also some recommended things. Can you walk us through kind of what customers should expect when they go into your facilities as far as expectations and mandatory things that are, that are changing? Well, you know, I think that the, you know, number one thing is, and I've got it here, donning the mask. Yeah. Yeah. And really being respectful of that. So our team will have mask on. Okay. Some services that might be a closer service, like a esthetician or a skin service, she okay. might also have a shield on as well as the mask. Okay. So you'll see that. We also have plexiglass dividers mm. that we have built that we will be putting throughout the location. Okay. Um, that, you know, it's just one more, you know, barrier that we can set up that we feel very confident to do that. Okay. Uh, we'll be asking them to wear a mask in our, in, in any one of our salons and spas and barber shops. Okay. So, and we all know that that mask is to be worn to protect the other person as well. Right. Not just yourself. So with our personal services, we feel that is so important. And they've shown that how, when both people have the mask on, you know, it really does protect that interaction that happens. But I think in the, in the in the actual recommendations, the masks for the customers were optional, right? It was recommended, but not required. Is that right? Yeah, it's recommended, um, not mandatory. In each salon, in each uh, facility, or each you know provider can choose to make it mandatory or not. And I think what you when you look at what we did, we really wanted everybody to be able to open up safely yeah. and on their own terms, because they know their business the best. 
we had a couple of people on the committee that were a one operator, mm. you know, that just had a little booth, you know, and, and they were like, I can open tomorrow. I am so ready because it's just me and I'm ready to go. Yeah. So we really wanted to be cautious of that because there's so many different types of businesses. We want everybody to be successful and be able to know uh, when they're ready and prepared. And, yeah. and with, the, with the opening on the 15th, because I know this has been out there, yeah. everybody doesn't have to open on that day. You know, and I would really suggest, you know, let's, you know, open when you're ready and prepared because uh, we're taking the first couple of days and we're not opening right away. But I know some people, I've already seen some of the salons that have reached out to me here in Columbus and across Ohio, they're opening on the 15th and they're ready to go. Sure, sure. So, sure. you know, without that judgment of, you know, it's wrong or right, uh, we really wanted each business to make that decision on okay. their own and feel good about it. Just to clarify on the mask, at, at Penn's own salons, the mask will be mandatory for customers. Yes, and they can bring their own cover, face covering or mask. Or we will also have some if they need one. Okay. And we just want to be that flexible. And uh, we just feel like when, when you see the research of two people having it on at the same time yeah. and how that really protects each person and, and that close distance that we've allowed now with the personal service being delivered, yeah. uh, we feel that it's, uh, we want to go that route as, as a recommended best practices. We want to do all of that and beyond because we really want to be known as the safest, cleanest salon in the United States. <laughs> okay. Obviously, I don't have much use for your services. Um, uh, yes, you do. <laughs> You're human. You totally need us. You totally need us. Yes. Everything. <laughs> yes. Right, we'll go over that after the call. Uh, but uh, I've had been a visitor and a waiter uh, at, at your salons uh, many times through the years. Are the, will there be a waiting area, a waiting room that you can still go into, or do you have to wait in the car? And depending on our locations, because you know we have some small locations that yeah. are 1,000 square feet to 3,000 square feet, that you know the waiting area is not that big right. compared to our other ones. But they will all be segmented to you know that six feet of distance and it'll yep. be marked off within our waiting area we are going to remove some of the furniture so it only allows for so many people to be in that waiting area at the same time right. and then others you know might have to wait in their car but I really feel with us taking our team 50% less capacity uh, that will make a huge difference um, in every hour that we're open uh, it's going to feel real calm to all of us Okay. And we still have the same amount of team that's going to be able to help us in the front of all of our salons and spas and barber shops. So that okay. support team will be there to help guide and help kind of manage that process for us as well, which okay. I think is very important. Um, do you have enough masks and everything that you need? Uh, like, did you have any problems securing that for your staff or, or, or is it like homemade masks are fine? Yeah, we have, you know, our people are very creative, you know, because we're in this industry that we just yeah. love getting creative. So, so many of our team are making, making masks to bring in to be able to have for their client. If, if they don't have one, we will also have masks as well available. Um, and you know us, we wanted to get some fun branded ones. So as a, as a company, right. we got each one of our team members a mask that says Penzone Strong. And um, I think there's a couple of logos that they can get. And, and we wanted to do something special like that for them, okay. as well as they can bring all the other ones that they've made as well, too. 
so let's talk about what's happened so far. I mean, during the, the shutdown, have you had any revenue coming in at all? No. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, no, yeah, it's been really tough. Our online gift cards have still been on. So that's something that, you know, from Mother's Day, it was nice for people to be able to go online and buy a gift card for their mom, okay. our EGCs. We didn't go into that, you know, I know some salons, they were selling hair color to their clients or they right. were selling retail products out of their salon curbside, but yeah. we just didn't go down that route. And, you know, it changed so fast because, mm -hmm. you know, you're thinking two weeks and then all of a sudden it's like 30 days. And, and then again, I, we just really wanted to keep our team safe before we got back to it. And I, I'm really glad about that. We were one of the first salons, I believe, in the country to voluntarily close on that March 15th. Okay. So we closed a whole week before it was mandatory oh, okay. that we closed. And we, we really, we took that stance because we really wanted to, you know, the, the safety of our team and our community. Right. That was real important to us. How many, how many employees did you have before the shutdown? I think that the actual count was around 440. Wow. And we've done, we've done a lot of education and training with the team and connection with the team over these eight weeks. So we've had some Zoom calls like this where we um, are just chatting about different things that are going on in the news and what's happening and how they're feeling. Yeah. And then we also had some safety classes and we had some surveys that they filled out. So we've been loading all their new schedules and we only have a handful right now mm. that a situations come up, you know, for them. And so I feel very confident with our team is really strong and ready to come back and, and service our customer and help the community to feel, feel better now. Do you think, do, do you anticipate all 440 coming back immediately on the 17th or are you going to have a reduced staff for a while? We, we want to, you know, why we extended the hours was mm -hmm. so we could give all of our team the hours because we're different than some, sal I mean, some salons do have this, but not all salons. We have benefits, so they have me medical insurance oh, and okay. vacation and vacation pay. And so it's really important that they get their hours to mm -hmm. be able to get all the benefits as well. So mm -hmm. we wanted to make sure every team member could get all of their hours. And then our front team, that our support team, our call center team, and the receptionist, almost, I think 100% are coming back. So oh, we good. felt so good that, um, you know, we had that company culture that eight yeah. weeks without, you know, if you didn't do anything and didn't talk to them or, you know, if you didn't have that trust with each other, I think, it, I think some people might be moving and changing and things in our industry might be happening because some people might just drop out of our industry or oh, not yeah. come back. Right. So uh, right. I just feel so grateful and blessed that we have such a strong culture right now that we see the majority, you know, almost all of our team members coming back and wanting to, you know, get started again. Did you take out a PPP loan or, uh, or any other kind of assistance uh, to tide you over? We did. Um, and we feel very grateful for that, uh, that whole experience. Oh, my gosh. You know, I got named president in 2008. Okay. right before the crash. <laughs> so I thought I had been through everything because we had all these plans then and we had to change everything and stop yeah. everything. So, um, so that process, you know, is still ongoing for us to really understand how we need to use it yeah. and all the guidelines yeah. in that. So it changes 
um, you know, we're still waiting on some guidelines, but we feel it just made us sleep at night knowing that, you know, that, that help is there for us to help us get mm -hmm. back on our feet again and get everything open. Cause it's hard when you shut down a business. Oh yeah. yeah. And then you have to get it all back up and running and moving and, and, and working again. Well, I think that the, the the guidelines have not been clear at all, and I don't even know that today that they have exactly said how you're supposed to use that money to make sure that it's forgiven. So that's a it's a huge headache for for business owners. Uh, so I, yeah, yeah, and I I hope they continue to to guide us and look at that because like we're still not open yet, so we can't really be spending that seventy five percent on our payroll because yep. they're not back to work yet. You know right. so. There seems like there's some logical things that they could just look at and say, well, oh, yeah, of course, you know, instead of that little eight week time period that, yeah, well, you're not open yet. So let's wait until that you open and then start then. So, right, because you have a deadline that's coming up. Uh, were you in round one or round two? Round one, I believe. Okay. And who was your bank? Great story. So, Huntington Bank has been our bank okay. for 51 years. Wow. And they gave my husband, Charles Penzone, $500 to start his company. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. So they've been along that journey with us, all those ups and downs in 50-some years that a company goes through. So we felt very fortunate with our partnership and being able to have those partners that you know, and they know the story, and they know your integrity and your dedication in 1989, we had a really rough situation that we went through, and Chuck got through it, and they were there to say, wow, you know, that, that, that shows a lot, I think, to your partners when, yeah. you know, you can get through some of those tough times in the economy. And, and as far as getting the actual PPP loan, you went, again, through Huntington, and you, and you didn't have any problems with the SBA uh, at that time? No, no. Okay, okay. Um, can you say how much you got? I don't think we're allowed to talk about that, really. Yeah. Okay. Okay. But I mean, yeah. No, that that that's fine. Um, yeah. But but you were you were you able then? You didn't keep all of your staff on the payroll at the time, right? You're 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 waiting until. We were very lucky, you know. Like our our benefits that we have, we do yeah. paid vacations, and in our industry, you usually don't get that when you're on commission. Okay. So we didn't know, you know, it was nobody knew so at the beginning when we shut down that first week and voluntarily closed we told our team right now please take your vacation pay we're okay. going to pay you right now all your vacation okay. so fortunate our team members get their average work week when they take their vacation okay so we know we let that happen we paid out all those checks right then even though we were shut down totally not working yeah. And then, you know, they went on, um, you know, the, we furloughed them right. so they could get the unemployment. I really think, you know, they really have felt, you know, I know it was a crazy process to go through, yeah. but for the, you know, for them to get that along with that extra $600 has really made a big difference to through all of this process for each one of them. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, I, I think that that's, that was the way. And then we, Chuck and I personally worked with Huntington that all 440 people, we personally had a loan. If they wanted a loan, mm. we could give them a loan with no interest and a long time that they could pay it back and not have to worry about it right away if they needed that money right now. And we did a lot. We did some checks, checks for people that just needed money right away because they hadn't got their unemployment. They were kind of freaking out. They didn't know what to do. 
Yeah. So I wanted them not to have to worry about trying to do anything. Right then, they told us they wanted it, and we could we could do a check for them right then. Oh, that's interesting. I hadn't heard of anybody doing that. And I, and I assume, again, that they would have had, some of your uh, employees would have had a problem getting unemployment because they weren't W-2 workers. They were... Oh, no, we are. Oh, you we are? We are W-2. For everybody. We're not independent contractors. Oh, okay. They are all okay. employees of ours. Yeah. That's unusual. So, it, you know, okay. I, I felt, you know... In our industry, it's you know very uh, half and half. So we there still are employees, and they're not all independent contractors. And I know it, that's you know a hard thing I've seen out there where they've been you know waiting still for for that or yeah. having trouble getting it or that right. you hear. So how is this? I mean, shutdown. What's the? How has it been for you personally? I think it's you know we're all such people people in our industry so we've we miss each other and we love giving to people and being able to really have that connection and it's you know it's hard but we found new ways now to communicate like the zoom and even on the yoga yoga side we've been doing yoga classes live on zoom oh nice and it you still feel the community because you can see everybody and you're kind of doing it together but yet you're not with each other mm -hmm. so those things have really helped i think feel like that community's there and being together in that way has made a huge difference so we've tried to get tech savvy <laughs> <laughs> you know to be able to use all this technology and yeah. how can we best use it to really connect but I think it's really helped us to not take for granted that human connection okay. and those relationships that are so important to us, I think will be even stronger when we come back out of this. I think it's going to be something that we're going to keep an eye on going forward because I, I, as you said, I think everybody has become tech savvy about this. Everybody has gotten used to different ways of doing things. While on the other hand, people are missing that human connection and I just don't know how that's going to shake out industry by industry. And you have a very high touch, high connection industry. So how, you know, how that plays out is going to be very, very interesting over the next several months. I, we will check in then uh, once, uh, once this gets going again and, uh, and, and we'll see how it has been uh, uh, developing for you. But uh, for now, I, I appreciate you taking the time and uh, good luck this week as you uh, prepare to get everything going. Thank you so much. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Thank you.